What's up, you guys? Guess what? It's Money March. And as promised, we have the gentlemen of Earn Your Leisure podcast on today's episode. I'm so, so thrilled to have them on. They dropped some serious gems. And today, you can expect us to talk about passing down ownership to our kids, putting your kids on payroll if you're self-employed, what an upma is. Yeah, we're about to find out what that is because I had no idea what that was. How to financially set your kids up with the income you have right now and how to teach your children to think like an entrepreneur. And you know, in good mom style, we had to ask them some sexy questions too because, you know, they're kind of cute or whatever. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Get your pens out. Get those books out. Make sure you join their Earn Your Leisure University Academy and let's make some money in March, March, y'all. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's March, bitches. What it do? Hello, March. <laughs> you starting that way just threw me off. I'm like, wait, what do I say next? It's Money March. No, you. we always say welcome back. And oh, I know. Like, you know, you know. <laughs> I was like, I, I threw myself off. I I'm was like, like, what up? What? Where are we? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, hello. Hi. Hi. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great, and I'm even better because it is Money March, and a bitch needs to know about her finances. <laughs> I am financially illiterate, and I need help, so I'm so happy that this month we're finally embarking on, uh, you know, the thing that most people avoid, aka me, finances. Are we growing up? Oh my God, are we? We're we're growing up. We're getting our lives together. Let's get straight into the tarot because we have some guests that I want to get straight to. So. Let's do this. Ooh. Boom. Today's card is the strength card. Um, it's a white, it's a woman in a white robe, uh, seemingly taming a lion. Um, hmm. What does this mean? What does this mean, universe? Please fill us in. Uh, the strength card urges you to tame your animal instincts, gut reactions, and raw emotions and channel these initial responses constructively. It's normal for, for feelings such as anger, rage, sadness, guilt, or shame to arise in certain situations. However, it's what you do with these emotions that makes all the difference. Now is a time when you need to be conscious of your instinctual urges and bring them into balance with the greater good. This is no time to act out in rage or hatred Approach your situation from a place of forgiveness, love, and compassion. Working with a therapist may also help you create coping strategies for what comes up. Um, your strength gives you confidence to overcome any growing fears, challenges, or doubts. Feel the fear and do it anyway. If you have, if you have been going through a rough time and are burnt out or stressed, the strength card encourages you to find the power within yourself to persevere. You, you've got what it takes to see the situation through to its eventual end. You're a loyal friend and a solid supporter. You're a loyal friend and a solid supporter, willingly to step up and be present when others are in need. And you might also feel compelled to hold space for someone who needs your strength and support. Hmm. Hmm. So basically, boss up. Boss up, bitch. Basically, it's a, it's a letter from the universe telling us to boss up. Boss the fuck up. Shut the Stop fuck up. complaining <laughs> about you don't know how to save money and, and boss the fuck up. Boss up. All right. Well, universe, the note has been taken clearly, and I'm gonna boss the fuck up and stop bitching. <laughs> are we growing up? Oh my god, are we? We're we're growing up. We're getting our lives together. We're getting our finances together. We've only been parents for six years, but you know, this better late than never. Better late than never. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I've honestly avoided. I'm so avoidant of my finances that like if I know I'm overspent, I won't even check my bank account. I'll just keep going with anxiety. Like fuck it. <laughs> I think a lot of people are like that. I think I've been like that too. Um, I try not to do that anymore because there's nothing worse than going into your bank account and then you're like, then you're really like fuck. And then you're like, what the fuck do I do now? 
So I like to just know what's happening over there. And this month, the affirmation is I am not living in financial anxiety. Mm, I like that. I am not living in, in financial, financial anxiety. anxiety. True, true. That's a fact. Because I've been living in that shit for 32 years strong. Yeah, and tax season's <laughs> coming up. Woof, Lord oh, Jesus. <laughs> Don't say the T word. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> um, well, I'm really excited because me and Jamila, we've been talking about doing a month dedicated to finances because I know there's a lot of women, men, parents, even people that don't have kids that listen to our podcast that have questions about you know how they can save, how they can do better, what they can invest in, what is cryptocurrency? Well, I have all these questions too, and the cryptocurrency thing is something I've just started kind of getting into. Shout out to my girl Ashley, who's really been guiding me in that space. Um, but I know that this is something that we all just need to get ahead of, right? And like stop avoiding. Absolutely. <laughs> I, like this is the one, this is, I mean, amongst a lot of other things that they don't really teach you in school. And unfortunately, like in a lot of black communities, that's not something we get from our parents and because they're not taught. So how the fuck can you relay messages that you're not, you know, you're not aware of? So yes, I would like to change that and break that habit with my own child and with myself. Okay, so that's what we're about to do. Let's go. So I'm really, really excited about these two guests that we have here today, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we have the gentleman of Earn Your Leisure podcast. We want to welcome Rashad and Troy. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Thank you for having us. Thank you. How are you guys doing today? We, we are great. Any, any day we allow them breathing, we good. That's a fact. Amen. 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 Um, I'm really excited to have you guys. I have been a fan of your show for a while. I actually met Rashad through a girlfriend of mine, Nicole Russell, at her Precious Dreams Foundation um, soiree that she had. I, I, I saw Rashad. We started talking. And I have watched your platform. I mean, when was that? That had to be like the beginning of last year. I think that was like 18 months ago. Yeah, October yeah. 19. Of 2019, right? Yeah, shout out to Nicole. And yeah, shout out to Nicole. We had we actually, if you guys haven't checked out the episode we did with um, Nicole, it's called Everything. What, what is it? Everything a band aid won't fix. Yeah, mm -hmm. everything a band aid won't fix. Um, amazing woman. But I have watched you guys grow your platform, and I remember Rashad talking to you about you know your your program or your your university essentially that you were creating at the time, and you were just starting to try to figure out even just the streaming aspect of it, and now. You guys are fucking killing it. I saw, I was, I saw, I saw looking on, I looked on his Instagram. Y'all have a fucking truck and shit with I your know. face on I was, it. I was like, hold like, on. Is this your friend? Does he have an 18 wheeler with their face on it? I'm like, what are we doing wrong? What the fuck? I'm like, I need to start listening to the podcast from the beginning because I ain't got no truck with my motherfucking face on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, for real. I was like, okay, well, let me, let's, let's ask the gentleman to come on the podcast because we need faces on trucks and, uh, <laughs> A bunch of other shit for that matter. That's a fact. Um, so can you guys tell our audience, I, I'm sure a lot of them are already familiar with you guys, but do you mind sharing a little bit about how and why you started your podcast? Um, yeah, so first, um, yeah, I'm Rashad Troy. So we started it uh, a couple of years ago. At the time, um, you know, we was... I had a social media page before the podcast and I'm a financial advisor. I still practice as a financial advisor. It was growing that page individually. And, um, it was really like a lot of clips that I was putting on Instagram about like from other people's shows. Like I would go on anybody's show that I can get on just to kind of put clips on Instagram, build my personal brand. And it was a little different take than regular finance page. Cause we talking about like sports and entertainment, breaking down deals and things of that nature. So, a lot, it just caught a lot of people's interest and a lot of people, um, you know, just wanted more extended dialogue. So they asked for a podcast. So, you know, I spoke to Troy every day for like the last 25 years. So, you know, he was a natural. 25 years. So y'all been friends for a, a really long time. Then, yeah, I'm, I met, he was in, he was in sixth grade. I was in eighth grade. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So we, you know, we thought it was a natural fit, like, you know, start a podcast, be my podcast host, and he was down with it. He came up with the name, Earn Your Leisure, and um, we started it. We didn't really have any expectations. We didn't really know what to expect. We just thought it would be just a, a dope idea just to do something, um, help build my brand, help just, you know, kind of create a side business or whatever. We didn't really even look at it like that. We just did it. Yeah. And um, 
in two years, it just has turned into something that I don't think nobody really expected. And what we have now, I have a podcast network. We have like four shows under the podcast umbrella, EYO Network, EYO University, which you was referring to. That's our educational um, portal. We have 7,000 members in that. And um, we have one of the top top business podcasts in the world where our show, Earn Your Leisure, a bunch of other stuff. Like you said, we, we're in the truck in now. And <laughs> we're in all kinds of different stuff. So all of this started from um, a mustard seed of Instagram and um just turned into where we're at now yeah yeah i, I come from an education background so we were starting when we were starting this whole journey uh shadi was doing a financial advisor and i was teaching and so i was doing a program like yo we got to teach these kids about money because at the end of the program we were paying them 500 dollars. and so like that started an adventure into the financial literacy world of educating people about it so we started with the kids but we quickly realized that it wasn't an age limit on this. It was like the parents didn't know the things we were talking about. And so like when we realized like, all right, we got something here. Let's just multiply this thing to a point where it's like now we can teach everybody. Because like I said, there's no age limit to, to learning edu uh, financial education. A 14 year old can know more than a 25 year old and vice versa. So, yeah, that's how that's that was the, the, the mustard seed that grew into this. That's so dope. That's I mean amazing. I think I think that's true. I think especially now. I mean, I I always say like I feel like the the younger generation is so much more connected into like what first of all what's happening in the world, more open to really trying to understand financial literacy. And a lot of young people understand. I mean, know what a four hundred one k is, and I know that like some thirty four year olds don't even know what the fuck that is. You know, so I think it's just really. I think it's so cool that you have, you know, your university and like just the programs for young people and people of all ages to really understand and take control of their life, essentially, because I think especially as black people, we just kind of we've, we've been told what we can have and what we can't have and we've accepted it and we don't ask questions. Not all of us, obviously, I don't want to generalize us, but a lot of it is 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 that you know just not knowing better mm -hmm. yeah. not knowing better it, it, um, it goes back to what you said like most most people don't have these conversations in their home and so like what better place to have it than in a, a setting where they were receptive to it uh, so one thing we learned was like yo teaching the kids is going to be easier than teaching adults because they have already had fears and experiences that will cloud their judgment whereas the kid they just like wait i, I can make money doing this and they're, so, they're much more eager to do it and learn. So it's like, all right, once they learn it at 14, imagine where they're going to be at 21. You know what right. I mean? I know. I'm so happy to hear, like, even you guys telling us you have 7,000 members in your academy. Like, that's so dope that there are 7,000 people that are taking the initiative to learn and be better. Like, I really feel like it's a revolution, like, not only for, like, women, for creatives, for Black people. Like, if you're taking the initiative to go and figure out the shit that we weren't taught early on just to be better, then even more power to you. I need to go sign up for the academy my damn self. <laughs> what, what, would you say your academy, like what is the age range? Is it is it like teenagers to, you know, you know, older, yeah, much older really, adults? There's, there's really no age range. Kids, you know, 18 years old, people like 60 years old. Yeah. It's financial mm -hmm. literacy, you know, there's no, um, there's no age limit. And, um, you know, everybody's at different points in life. So you might be 18 and know, you know, everything or you might be 60 years old and not really know anything but you know it's always it, the good thing about financial literacy is that you can always start and um it doesn't matter what age you are so that's what that's one of the good things with our our platform is that it's not you know discriminatory to like ah, this is just for millennials this is just for generation y z whatever like it's for anybody anybody any race anywhere in the world we got people all over the world that that tap in with us and, and learn so education is is the is the best product in the world i think in my opinion people mm -hmm. always need to learn like if you look at school it's not even optional it's mandatory you have to go to school college everybody knows college is a trillion dollar industry been around forever as far as education even going back to the greeks and romans like you know what i mean everybody learns going back to egypt ancient egypt even before that so what we got right now is like i said we just put a different spin on it because this is the first time that you know finance has been talked about in a manner how we talk about it like we talk about it how we how we talk like you know it's just regular yeah. we don't we don't we don't regular just yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's wall street meets the barbershop it's, it's less it's not intimidating it's not intimidating yeah, yeah no. speaking english 
Yeah, because like <laughs> you know, even sometimes like I was talking like a few years ago, I was going through my taxes with this, my tax, my tax person who's no longer my tax person because he can't speak no goddamn English. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what you're saying. I gave half my check to the government every month. Why the fuck do I still owe money? I don't understand. And he was like, well, the blah, 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 blah. And I was like, mm -mm, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, are you taking half? Are you taking the money? I'm confused. Um, but um. I have a question. So what do, what do you actually, what do you teach at the academy? Like, is it like college? You get to pick and choose your courses or like electives? Like, how does that, how does that work over there? Yeah. So every week is a different class. Um, so it's 52 classes every single week and we switch the classes up. So like today we got a class on credit, on business credit. Um, last week we had a class on how to read stock charts. So we have a class on everything, budgeting, um, you know, how to run systems for your business, everything. So what happens is that the classes get archived. So there's over a hundred past classes that already happened. So you can, um, browse through it at your leisure and, you know, pick and choose what you want. So it's like different columns. So there's a credit column, there's a um, insurance column, there's an investment column. So, yeah. you know, if you just, if you just want to just go straight to, to insurance and learn about life insurance, there's a 60 minute video or question and answers and things of that nature. So. It's, it's very interactive and it's, it's Zoom call. So, you know, it's, it's, it's the new way of learning. Um, I feel like college and education is, is outdated, but education will never be outdated. So we just give them as a different way to learn. So that's part of it. And then um, like I'm a financial advisor, so I do monthly financial planning Zoom calls with um, anybody in, in the group that wants to come. We have a, a movie club, a book club that Troy is the head of. Um, we have a private Facebook group, which is a like community within itself, 5,000 people on Facebook and they share different ideas and, and, um, you know, just communicate and all kinds of stuff. We, um, have promotion for small businesses. Like yeah. you can go on the, on the Facebook group and promote your business. Accountability groups. Yeah. So like every, everybody that joins has a, has a partner or partners that keep them accountable. Cause a lot of times we have aspirations and, uh, we kind of keep them to ourselves, but we've, we've learned, especially being with our universities, like when you share that with somebody, they don't have any judgment on you. They don't know you. They just know your aspiration. And so they try to hold you accountable for it. And so we got like over 200, maybe 300 people now that are in accountability groups where they've met somebody that has a similar aspiration and they're just pushing them to, to reach their goals, which is dope, mm -hmm. right? Because like a lot of times yeah, you, tell your, so you tell your family member something, it's like, yeah, whatever, right? They, they can't <laughs> see their ambition. But like when you tell a complete stranger, they don't know anything about you. Like imagine that, like stranger has no idea who you are. They just know the ambition. And so they try to match that. And so it's dope. It goes back to what you said at the beginning, like school didn't teach us a lot of things. And I, I worked in education for 17 years. I say, I shouldn't even say worked. We still work in education. We're just educating in a different format. But like, who else is going to show you how to create an LLC, right? Most people don't even know what an LLC is. How, who knows that you can make money as a notary republic? Nobody knows these things. So like we found a gap in a space of, of finance that nobody was talking about, especially to our community. And so it was like, all right, we're going to become the encyclopedia, the almanac, the gumbo soup for this thing. Mm. Yeah. And then we got a real estate department too. So shout out mm. to MG, the mortgage guy. So he put together a whole course on home buying. Like if you really think about it, you know, buying a home is the most important thing that most people purchase in their life, their biggest purchase. And um, they don't teach you how to buy a home in school. So what happens is that you just, kind of figure that as you go, you go to the bank, hope that you don't get, you know, a bad deal, but nobody even knows if they're getting a bad deal or not. So there's so many different things. Like when you go into buying a home, like there's different types of mortgages, there's interest rates, there's mortgages for self-employed people, all kinds of different programs, things of that nature. And most of us, you know, a lot of us didn't even come from households where people where our parents even owned a home. Mm -hmm. So we got to just figure it out as we go. And, you know, we just go to the bank and just trust whatever they tell us. And, you know, that's kind of crazy if you think about like, that's like really the most important decision that a lot of people make in their, in their whole entire life. And it was no, there's no education on how to buy a home. So we got that part of the um, university as well as a home buying course and um, biweekly real estate calls to, you know, learn about real estate and real estate investing. So we just try to just encompass every single thing that a person that they don't teach in school, stocks, real estate, credit, all that stuff, everything that they didn't teach in school mm -hmm. um, gave us an opportunity to teach. And um, that's what we're doing. Do you sleep? <laughs> and you like when do you do things for yourself? <laughs> do you good question? Have nah, sex, nah, it's, girlfriend, it's, it's, make kids. Like when the fuck 
<laughs> you can't possibly. We work, in, we work in shifts. We work in shifts. Nice. It's, it's crazy that you said about the eat thing because um I didn't I haven't really ate I haven't really eaten for the last couple of days. Like I'm, I wake up and I just work and um I'm a bachelor so I don't, I just like I order Uber Eats if I'm hungry at night I just or I only really eat like I don't eat that much like I'll eat like dinner I'll drink water have like a croissant Important. something like that like you know what I'm saying that's it like so. It's definitely imbalanced life um, right now, but uh, hopefully, you know, we have some level of, well, I don't know the level of balance that he has. But. Yeah, well, I, I got to have a, I mean, I got a wife and two kids. So, like, he lives that life. I always say that because, like, people like, yo, how y'all do it? I'm like, he lives that life so I can live this life, right? So I could be around my kids so that I could uh, be around my wife and balance that because that's tough in itself, right? Like, my kids expect to see me. They, they've, that's what they've seen their whole life. And so, like, this is a change for everybody. Even my wife, it was like, yo, I got to really be present. We had this conversation, like, maybe a, a month ago. It was like, yo, being present doesn't just mean being in the room, right? Like, you got to be active. You got to be engaged. And so, like, it's more than just being here. A lot of time is spent doing Earn Your Leisure, of course. Um, and it's a sacrifice on, on, on my family. But, yeah, man, balance is key. So, like, he lives that life so I can live this one. So that's my brother. So I, I always... I always I'm super appreciative of that from, from him. So do you, how many kids do you have, Troy? I have two. I have a boy and a girl. Uh, my daughter is nine and my son is seven. Okay. And, and Rashad, you have, I have one. You have, you have one, right? Yeah, how old is your son? 10. He just turned 10. A couple 10. Weeks ago. Okay. 10. Yeah. yeah. So because of the work that you do, like, how do you talk to your kids about money? Like, how do you teach them about money? I'm sure that they probably know more than us. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, I mean, I, they certainly know more than I did at their age, obviously, because as I'm learning, I'm teaching. Like, that's just a natural thing for me. Being in education was like, as soon as I learned something, I got to teach it. And so they, they come in contact with it. They have bank accounts, right, before they're 10 years old. Um, they, they understand stocks to a certain extent. They understand uh, real estate to a certain extent. Like when I, I go to pay the mortgage, I bring my son with me. So he understands like, yo, this money's for that. And so it's just about exposing them at a level that they'll understand it. And as they grow, they'll learn more and understand more. But the, the best part is just showing them this. They get to see this, right? They get to see me working. Like my, I woke up yesterday and my son was like, daddy, you're not working yet? Because he understands like, this is something that he owns and I own, right? So if I ask him every morning, you know, who's the boss? And he's like, I am, right? Because he is. He's like, Ernie Lee's is mine. And my daughter, same thing. Ernie Lee's is mine. I'm sure same thing. They, they got their own little clique. Our kids got their own little clique. But it's, it's something that we can give to them. Whereas when I was teaching, I'd go to work. I miss them. I can't go to, you know, parent-teacher uh, back-to-school nights because I'm, I'm doing my own back-to-school nights. So I miss those things. And now it's like I have that freedom to do it. And I couldn't pass that to him. Like, I could work for 25 years in a, in a school district. And I couldn't guarantee my son or daughter anything, but that I, I was able to retire. I couldn't guarantee that they would get an interview or a job at that school. And so passing on ownership to them is, is something that's important. They get to witness that. So when you say passing on ownership, do your kids own a portion of Earn Your Leisure then? Or is that like, or, or do you like, are they on payroll? Like how do, cause like, I know, I, I love watching your, your, your Instagram. Cause you guys do have like these like very catchy headlines it's like i'm like oh shit wait what how do i how do i pay back myself how do i what do i how do i cheat the system like what what did you say i put if i put 10 like a hundred dollars away for this long i'm gonna have this much by this time and i'm like shit these are things that are are simple things that like most people don't even consider. think about you know and consider and like even me having a child you know my daughter's five and her daughter's six thinking about like what are like small ways that i can start Building. building you know my daughter does have a bank account um and she has you know she has money in there and stuff but like what are like what are some other ways that like we can actively be putting away money for them as on a regular basis not like just here and there and that to know like when they turn 18 or 16 and she's like i want to start this business you know they have the funds or i want to move here i want to move out of the country for a year because i'm 18 now you have the funds to do that and to provide them with those type of things yeah, so definitely. Um, good question. So yeah, they're not like official owners of it. When he's referring to it, it's like, you know, he could pass it down to his kids later on because it's you know, it's part of the company, it's his. But but they're definitely on payroll. That's something that any entrepreneur should take advantage of if you can. So um you can actually um pay a pay a child. Is it six thousand? Uh twelve thousand six hundred. Twelve thousand six hundred. Um and uh it's tax deductible. Um, to the employer 
and it's tax free to the um to the child as long as the child is a reasonable working age and can and can perform some level of reasonable um job so like my son is like you know he's real big on youtube he watches youtube all the time and all that so that's his job to kind of give me different ideas on social media and things of that nature so paid him twelve thousand dollars at the end of the year twelve thousand five hundred i think was exact mm -hmm. at the end of the year we all took distribution so um you know i put twelve thousand five hundred into his account but then even bigger than that we put it in a what's called the utma which is a um it's an investment account. So saving money, we all know saving money is kind of like losing money because with inflation, you're not, if you're not earning money, if you're not making money on your money, then you actually lose money because the, the dollar gets devalued every day. So from there, you know, now his money is invested in stocks. So, you know, he has a stock account. So not only do we get a tax deduction as a company, he doesn't have to pay taxes on it. He can, it actually grows, it's growing in an account for him. So, um, you know, by the time he's 20 years old, you know, he'll have a nice lump sum of money that will be in a, in a, in a stock account. And, um, you know, he can just live his life however he wants to live. So that's really big for me. It's just like, I feel like, you know, we just, people, being an entrepreneur just allows you to do things your way. And that's something that's real big to me. And just try to impress on my son for sure. Like, you know, there's no rules to life. Like, you know, they try to put rules on you. Like, you got to get up at a certain time. You got to eat at a certain time. You got to do this. But he sees me. I get up whenever I want. I go to sleep whenever I want. I eat whenever I want because I just do whatever I want to do. So, you know, he already has that impression. So if he wants to go to school, cool. If not, if he has something better to do, at least he'll have some money put aside for him so he can start a business. He can start real estate. He can do whatever he want to do. So these are things that we just learned. We're learning. Mm -hmm. As we go, like even with the trucking, you know, we had to learn about that. Like there's a 6,000 pound rule. Like if you buy a truck or a vehicle over 6,000 pounds, you can write off the whole entire amount. So when we bought that truck, you know, it's 100% tax deductible to the company. We did it in the company's name, um, brought it from the company's bottom line. So now we get to take a, a deduction for that whole amount. I think the truck like all together is probably like $90,000, something like that. Yeah. So that's like a $90,000 tax deduction. So. You know, it's, it's, it's so many different yeah. things. We can go on and on and on, but these are all things that, like I said, you never learn. I never Nobody learned these, these things in school. I never even learned these things out of school. I just learned these things from just our network, our show, and the relationships that we build. And it's just like, oh, this is crazy. You learn this. Knowledge is power. You save so much money. You make so much money. And you realize that, you know, the way that we was taught to actually make money is flawed. That's not actually the best way to go about it. So, yeah. yeah, it's crazy. So do the math. I told somebody writing notes. So like if you do the math on that, right, you, you put 12, 6 or 12, 5 into your account when they're seven years old. By the time they're 10, you already have 125,000 or more for your child. Imagine that. Like how many of us had 125,000 waiting for us when we were 18? Right. That now the decision becomes, do I want to go to college or do I want to start something different? Right. <laughs> and it's not like, right. yo, I got to take out student loan and be in debt for 30 more years. I have money to go to college if I want. Right. It's on me. And that that's just if we just put it in the account. That's not even what outside of the, the, the compounded interest. If you put it in the up and you're growing on stocks like it's just things that like, again, we never knew. And our parents probably didn't know either. And so now it's time to, to, to change the, the, the conversation and um, the, the level of literacy uh, for our culture. Oh, I have a question. In the Utma, that type of account, are you choosing the type of stocks that are be they're being invested in, or do, is it just like distributed amongst different types of stocks and you have no say in that? How does that work? Yeah, you can choose it. You choose whatever you want. Um, so I just bought some stocks for my son today in his account. I brought um, uh, a gaming ETF, so it's like video games companies because he plays video games all the time. So I figured it'd be a good idea for me to actually buy some video games, companies like Nintendo, things of that nature. Mm -hmm. I brought Apple for him. Mm -hmm. um, so I might buy Tesla. I'm waiting for it to pull back a little bit. But yeah, you can do whatever you want. You can buy any stock you want. That's cool. Um, my question is, okay, so like, yes, putting $12,500 in your kid's account at the end of the year is ideal, right? But like for, like for me as a single parent, <clears throat> Do I have $12,000, $12,500 to put in my, my, my kid's account at the end of the year? Like that, is that like the maximum in order to get that, that, that's, you know, yeah, that's that, the max, that's the max, but the that's max. not, so you, you don't, don't have, you don't have to put that amount, right? No, nah, you could do whatever you want. And that's just, if you own a business to get a tax deduction, but anybody can open an UTMA. 
you could put fifty dollars a month in. Mm-hmm. You could put twenty five dollars a month. Whatever you, you know, there's a lot. Of the the five twenty nine plan is a college savings account. So we just use that as an example as far as what we did. You know, mm-hmm. obviously, you know, yeah. we had we had a good year, so we was fortunate. But no, no, yeah, no. I'm just I'm yeah. just trying to I'm just trying to for the people that are listening that you know are like, oh shit. Well, wait, how am I? Can I do I even can I even nah. do this? You know, it's, it's, like numbers can seem in, intimidating. I know for me, like I see your numbers, I'm like, oh shit, yeah. Go, go. Yeah, no, nah, it, it could, it could be, <laughs> no help. The, the, the twelve five is just the, the amount that you could put in that it's not taxed, right? And so if we go over that, then it's going to be taxed. Um, and so like you want to keep it under there. But like imagine if you had two kids, maybe you don't do the twelve. Maybe you put uh, a two thousand in each one of their accounts. You know what I'm saying? So it's ever wherever you're at, uh, it, it, you you can make it work for you. Um, do you think that because, you know, if you're if when your child turns 18 and they have this lump sum of money, like and they decide they don't want to go to college, is that something that you as an educator, Troy, would be disappointed in? Or like, would you always would you encourage your child to go to school or would you be more like, you know what, I I've given you the tools. You don't really need this. Let's, um, let's start a business. You know what? I, I think my goal is to have them have a free choice. Right. Mm-hmm. And not feel burdened. Right. Like I remember going to school. It was like, how am I going to go? Even if I want to go, how am I going to go? Like my parents can't afford this. And so for them to have the choice to say, you know what, I want to go to school. Great. Or like that. I've learned so much from what you're doing. Can I run one of the companies for you? Or can we start our own business together? I think those are the type of conversations I'm looking forward to. So like obviously working in education and understanding the system and then now having earned your leisure, realizing like, wait, I paid all that money and I didn't learn any of these things. It's like, it's kind of double-edged sword. It's like, I, I don't want to force them to do anything. And I think that's what happens when you have the uh, the education. It's like, you can make an educated choice, right? A lot of times it was like, the goal was like, go to school, four years, get a good job, work 25 years, retire. And now they're looking at me and I'm not even 40 yet. And they're like, wait, my dad doesn't go to work anymore? Like, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a difference. And so I, I encourage them to make their own choice, um, but I'm going to give them the tools um, as, as they grow so that, that it's a good choice. I love that because I definitely felt like I had to go to college. I felt like that was the only option. I felt like if I didn't go, where would I, what would I do later? What, and like, and it, it didn't serve me. It didn't serve me. And like, luckily I didn't take out any student loans. I didn't finish either, but I was just talking to my homegirl about this, like school, like you said, it really trains you to be a, a worker bee, you know? And just like, if you had stayed at, in that school, in the education system, the way that you were going, like that school doesn't guarantee your kids shit, you right. know? And so sometimes I think it's this safety net as like, Black people were like, if you get a good job, then you're good. You're going to be great. But that doesn't guarantee shit. And then you get into this corporate America and you realize, like, these people don't give a fuck about you. I hate to break it to you, but, like, your job generally, most jobs don't give a fuck about you. You're, you're like, replaceable, you know? Like, unless you have a skill that nobody else has, like, you can be trained and you can be replaced. But so often we're like, oh, you know, I work at the Marriott. I work for, you know... JP Morgan and I do this and I do this and you have these titles and they like fake give you these these wins but ultimately it's not it's not legacy like it's not going to pass down to your kids and even in school like they just like you said you hope your kid has the the option I was just thinking about this in school. I teach you like algebra. I haven't fucking used algebra once, <laughs> not once. Geometry, right? Negative. All these things. I was stressed, staying up late at night, crying and shit. Oh. Just like I ain't never, I'm not gonna, I never had to pull it out. I never had to not, pull out none of it. Not once. Because <laughs> we're not talking about mortgages. We're not talking about you know, like you said, LLC. When me and Erica got our LLC for this, we went to like where everybody else goes, legal.com or whatever. Legal Zoom. Legal, legal Zoom. Zoom. You know, and they take like a big chunk of your money to do some simple ass shit. So yeah. like you're asking. Asking, you're raising your hand and asking a teacher, can you pee and shit? Like, no, you can pee, go up and go. You know, <laughs> it's literally training you to be a sheep. Yeah, it's, it's, it's from the Industrial Revolution. So, like, if you think of the Industrial Revolution, everybody worked in a factory. And so that's the, the same model that they built schools around, right? You go into a building. You don't come out of that building to a certain time. When the bell rings, that means the shift is over. When the bell rings, that means the period's over. Everybody goes to lunch at the same time. There's a specific space you need to go to the bathroom. You have to sit in your desk. There's all these rules. And they haven't realized, and I think Corona has really amplified it, like there needs to be reform in education because the way that kids learn and the things they didn't learn it 
will not resonate in the near future. And I mean, they don't resonate now, like you said. I, and when you started saying like math, I'm like, I remember like being pissed. I didn't know what the Pythagorean theorem was. I'm like, yo, when am I ever going to use this again? And I never have. And it was just like, so what was the point of all this? And so like being in that environment and knowing that this is flawed, I felt like, yo, I'm complicit. I, I, I just was overwhelmed by complicity. I'm like, yo, I'm getting paid to help kids not really learn anything for their future. And so that's why it was so important that we did the summer program. And now that we're doing this, it's like, yo, this is way more fulfilling because this, uh, these things that we're teaching now, they can apply and they can execute on and it can change and it can create legacy like what you said. Do your kids have any side hustles? Yeah, my son is a YouTuber. Um, so you're not really looking at it like to make money yet. What's he doing on YouTube? Oh, is he playing video games? Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was a good idea to, um, have something, if you're going to play, like, you know what I mean? Be a creative about it and actually, you know, learn how to upload videos and edit videos and things of that nature. So he definitely is a, has his own YouTube channel. Um, he's a YouTuber. So yeah, I guess that would be his, his yeah. side hustle. Like I said, it's not something, and I think that that's important too. It's like, everything is not always about making money, especially when you're a kid. It's like, you know, it, it's difficult for a regular person to start a business. So definitely a kid, but if they can actually get into the idea of thinking outside the box and thinking like a business like YouTube is a billion dollar business. And um, even us, like, you know what I'm saying? We're on YouTube, we, we get a nice YouTube check every month. So now instead of just thinking about it as a consumer and just going on YouTube to watch it, he's actually uploading content on his own. And now he's on the other side of it where he's actually a content creator. So, you know, he might have his own YouTube channel 10 years from now that has a million subscribers or, you know, even a couple years from now that has a million subscribers. But even if he doesn't, at least he's getting trained mm -hmm. to think like, you know, a business and an entrepreneur, not just, you know, somebody that's just a consumer, just consuming yeah. the content. Uh, my kids don't have a side hustle yet. Um, and I'm cool with that. I, I kind of love it because uh, I'm, I'm West Indian. My parents are from Jamaica. And so like, there was like three things we had to be. You had to be one of those three things. And so like to see my kids say like, yo, daddy, I want to do a cooking channel on YouTube. And then the next week it's something different. And now my, you know, they come down when I'm recording something down here and they're like, what buttons do I press? They want to learn how to do that. Or they'll see me editing something. They're like, oh, how do you do that? And so their mind just runs all over the place. Like I, right now he's in a, a coding program for Roblox. So, I mean, every two months it changes, but it's great because it's like their minds are spinning. Whereas it was like, yo, Troy, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. <laughs> if you're not one of those two things, man, man you let us down. <laughs> <laughs> what do your parents think now? I mean, you, what do you, what do they think of you now? In the it's interesting, man. Cause like, I'll be like, yo, I'm going downstairs to work. And they're like, okay. They have no clue. Like I, they turned on Ernie Legion for the first time a few months ago. They were like, oh, that's what you do down there. <laughs> it, so it's just cool. I'm like, yo, mom, like this, this is changing our life. Like we, we really changing people's lives. They're like, all right, but um, the American Express bill is due tomorrow. So did you pay it? <laughs> like that's that's just West Indian parents, but it, it's dope because it's like it keeps it keeps me extremely humble. It's like all right, I got to keep going harder today. Like yo, when they they watch CNBC every day or they watch like ABC at, at eleven, they got a schedule when they watch TV. I said. All right, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna end up on the show that they watch, and they're gonna be like, "Oh shit!" Oh, then they're gonna be like, "That's, what <laughs> That's hilarious." That's what it takes sometimes. I mean, yeah, I mean, parents are they're either like in the on the front line or they're in the back waiting for until like... until some shit happens, <laughs> and then, like, then they're on your team. <laughs> I knew you was doing something good over there. Yeah, I, yeah, I knew down there. Yeah, you guys are doing great things there. I'm sure. Um, what, like, you know, with COVID happening and like, you know, it's been such a fucking crazy time since last March. Um, and obviously your business has grown because I think a lot of people too are like having to figure shit out and really having to understand what everything means and where they can save. And like, have you noticed that I'm, I'm sure like so many people have been more and more intrigued by, you know, what you guys offer because they they don't have they they you realize have to rely they, on yourself yeah they realize i think a lot of what covid has shown people is that you only got yourself and you got to figure this shit out and it's kind of like it's scary yeah it's scary it feels like every man for himself because you know like you know people say not everybody is an entrepreneur and i'm sh that that's not true you know and that's obviously not true but like even prior to i'm an esthetician and i work for myself but <laughs> 
but even prior to that, like in college or like when I dropped out of college, I was being a waitress. I was a waitress in Atlanta and I was making hella bread, but like just spending that shit as quickly as I was making it, you know, like making a thousand dollars a night and literally just spending it, fucking it off because I just didn't have any idea about financial literacy. And so sometimes people like are, we're in this, the age of Instagram where like, being an entrepreneur and being your own boss is so heavily glorified and you could have a million great ideas, but if you can't maintain that business and you can't monetize it, it doesn't fucking matter. People are having to get a lot more, have gotten a lot more scrappy. I'm sorry to see people get really more so into cryptocurrency and because, you know, you kind of don't have to rely on the bank anymore. And it's like, I mean, I'm so new to it. My, one of my friends is like, has been pushing me to get into it, get into it. And I was like, I don't know. I don't get it. It looks scary. There's lines and shit. And like, I don't. And she's like, that's what they want you to think. Like, <laughs> they don't want you over here. They don't want women over here, specifically black women. Get your ass over here. And I, I went over to her house one day and she was like, okay, you need to download this app. Then you got to download this app. You got to connect. And I was like, yo, this is hard. And But then once I got in, I was like, okay. Whew. And I don't, she's still learning, so I don't know if she even you, set do, me up all the way right. Do you understand it? Well, let me look. I can open up my, um, what, what is the app that I have on my phone here? You got Coinbase, Coinbase Pro. I got Coinbase Pro. Okay. I got Kraken Pro. I got Robinhood. I got all, I, but I bought some currency in, in, under the Coinbase Pro app. So it's going, it's been going up. Ethereum is going up. Um, but... I, I, but I still feel like I have so much to learn and I'm like, I didn't even, I didn't even put that much money down. Cause I was scared. I was like, Are you really? I looked at her account. I was like, bitch, how much money did you put in? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I made $2,000 yesterday. I was like, wait, hold on. Let me, let me reevaluate my little measly little few hundred dollars I put in here. The financial services industry always does well in during recessions because people understand that, you know, this is education is the only thing that can really save them at this point. You know, you can't get a job. Even try to get a, there's no job interviews. You got to interview through Zoom. Who's hiring during a global pandemic? And um, you know, waiting for a stimulus check to save you like that's that's a joke. Sure. So you know, learning these resources is, is essential. And it was crazy because it's like you know, when March hit, everybody had to stay home unless you was an essential worker. Like you you couldn't work. Everything got shut down unless you was an essential worker. So I feel like for us. You know, we got deemed essential workers, not by the government, by the people, because the people propelled us and they, they let us know that we was essential because they just flocked to us. A lot of other professions, like a lot of rappers stopped doing shows. They couldn't make any money because they wasn't essential. What they were saying <laughs> wasn't essential. <laughs> That's a fact. You know saying? They wasn't really offering any real value that could really change somebody's life. It was good entertainment. But when you're down on your luck, sometimes you don't want to be entertained. Sometimes you want to just figure out how I can make some money so I can feed my family. So this is why I think not just us, but the whole financial literacy space just boomed and it helped that the stock market skyrocketed as well. So it was a perfect storm as far as for people getting interested in financial literacy. And what we see now is that, especially in our culture, the appetite for investing in financial literacy is at an all time high. I've never seen this many people interested in stocks, crypto, real estate, business, everything like that. So. Definitely, you know, when you look at investing, the first thing you want to do is educate yourself. You know, you never really, any, if you invest in something that you're not educating on, that's more of a gamble or a guess. You're just going off of speculation on what you, somebody told you. Like, you know, it could work out, it could not work out. You know what I mean? But if you are educated and you understand what you're actually doing, then it becomes a game of actual knowledge. And now you actually have a set strategy. So, yeah, I mean, you know, we are big proponents of just long-term investing. So if you buy, you know, a stock, Stock is a lot less volatile than cryptocurrency, but if you buy a stock like Apple or Amazon, those companies are going to be here. Nine times out of 10, they're going to be here for the next 10, 20 years. So hold it, buy it, and hold it, right? And just keep buying. Then you can educate yourself. You can, you know, get a little bit more risky. You can do trades. You can do options. You can do crypto. But for me personally, the question about the cryptocurrency, I wouldn't start out with crypto. I would start out with stocks first. And, um, you know, educate myself, become familiar with stock market and then venture into mm -hmm. crypto. I feel like I'm already fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. Like if I feel like if every cryptocurrency went away today, the world wouldn't change. Right. It's still a new technology. It still, it still has a lot of 
things like there's no real utilization for it yet and you know bitcoin is strong but the vast majority of cryptos probably won't be here they're highly speculative they're not really based on, on strong fundamentals as far as their coin the technology is, is firm blockchain technology is here to stay mm -hmm. but we don't know about these cryptocurrencies um the platforms are still evolving there's issues with different platforms it's a lot of different stuff where stocks it's like if, if the stock market went away then the world would probably it's over. crash because that's like all of these companies like Apple, Google, Microsoft. So these are real tangible companies. So, you know, if Apple falls apart, it's ripples all across the world. So I would say to invest in the stock market first because A, it's been around a lot, a lot longer. Um, it's a lot less riskier. It's way more tangible as far as you're actually investing in solid companies that, um, you know, have revenue, have employees, have operations, have systems in place where a lot of cryptos don't have any of that in yeah. place. You don't even know who, who like yeah. people still don't know who founded a Bitcoin. <laughs> so I'm not knocking, I'm not knocking cryptocurrency, but I, I just don't think, I think that that should be a part of your portfolio. If you're going to invest in it, you shouldn't just, if you've never invested in anything in life, it probably is not the best idea to just put all your money in crypto. It's probably better idea to put some money in stocks and then put a portion the money that you feel comfortable with into into cryptocurrency. Yeah, and one, and once you start trading in the stock market, you're going to be using this the same uh, procedures, the same fundamentals that you learn to trade stocks can be applied to cryptocurrency. Um, so whether we're looking at charts or we're looking at the the market caps, it's, it's the same principles. You're just applying it, but like you said, it's a lot more volatile. I, and that's true. Like if Dogecoin disappears tomorrow. Well, it'll be an article, and in about a month, nobody will be talking about it. Well, that can't happen. Like, if a Microsoft disappears, we're in trouble. Some, something sure. catastrophic has happened. Um, I'm like, right, invest in Amazon. <laughs> invest in Amazon. Microsoft, maybe. Stop <laughs> first. Robinhood, delete Coinbase Get while you're ahead. <laughs> Curse Ashley out. Um, <laughs> So you guys just had an episode about the hottest sectors to invest in. Where do you think, like, you know, our 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 people are mostly our, our demographic mostly women. We do have some men that listen. I don't really think it matters, but like, where would you tell our tribe maybe that they should start investing in right now? Uh, I mean, we always say tech uh, because it encompasses everything, right? If you look at any company, technology is the root of it, and like most people don't look at it that way, but like. A company like Amazon, we we think of it as tech. When we say Apple, we think of it as tech. Even like a Domino's, most people think like, oh, it's a great food company. Now, they've grown so much money because of the technology that they've implemented, right? If you look at what they've done with the, how you deliver, right? They were the first ones really to say like, I order it, I can watch the track it when it's being made, I can watch when it's coming, I can watch that it's at my house being delivered. Their technology has propelled them to a point where now like you can get an order standing in the middle of the park. That changes things for them. And so True, yeah. Yeah, so technology is always, always is a good idea. Um, and I love, and I, I, I think Shai will attest to it too, is um, semiconductors, which are like microchips. If you watch like the news today or the past couple of weeks, they're like, yo, is a microchip shortage. That's because most of the things we use need those chips, right? Whether it's a computer, whether it's the car that we're buying, whether it's the iPad, whether these mic, everything has chips Those are putting in our oh, sorry. Say it again. That's my conspiracy theory. I'm like, whether it's the needles they're putting into our body with tiny microchips and Microsoft, everybody's here by Elon Musk every single day, Tesla, um, Google, Facebook, like, you know, these are not really even complex situations, honestly. Um, so like you said, technology definitely, and there's different sectors in technology, biotech with Corona, you know, that might be something that's really going to spike up biotech. He said chips, um, those are, you know, the, the chips inside of computers. Um, cyber technology, mm -hmm. um, cyber security technology, Ooh. cyber mm -hmm. security, um, is, is going to be big because you know, computer hacking and things of that nature. So you got to invest in cyber security companies. So cloud service too, cloud service, cloud service, right? That's that. I mean, even now when we were talking before, how is this getting saved? Oh, it's going to go into the cloud, right? Like there's no physical domain anymore. Everything is, is stored into a cloud. So having something that's in the cloud space, where Microsoft's doing that, uh, Salesforce is doing that. There's a bunch of companies doing it. Amazon, obviously the number one in the game. Like most people think, like how does Amazon make money? They think that they gross it because you're ordering and delivering every day. No, they make most of their money from their cloud service. AWS is probably part of the largest corporations in the world use it. And so like that, they generate 65% of their revenue from the cloud. Um, so definitely cloud service. I'm glad you said that. Uh, well, do you have any more questions? You know what I wanted to do with you guys? I wanted to play a game 
called Trigger that we play on our show. We're gonna like just do a little detour off of finances because you know that's what we do. We ask the bluebird nose. Yeah, I was waiting for this. I'm like, yeah, money is so important. Anyway, <laughs> personal business. No, this is about to be money too, but we're gonna ask some questions too, you know. So we play this game on our show called Trigger, and um, it's basically we say a word, and y'all say the first thing that comes to mind. Don't overthink it. Just say it. New York. Home. L.A. Sunshine. Love it. Broke. (laughs) Scary, scary. Temporary. Poor. Unfortunate. Forever. Forever. <laughs> Forever. This is not Rick Ross would not approve of this message. Uh Rich. Forever. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh Rich, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. Rich. Um goal. I'll just say goal. Fatherhood. Uh cool. Uh, vitally important. Generational wealth. Mandatory. The ultimate aspiration. Monogamy. <laughs> Necessary. <laughs> better. Right. You better. Right. I answered first. See that? <laughs> cool. Cool. <laughs> you use that word. I use good. that word. Good. 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 Cool. Good. 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 Okay. Uh, boxers or briefs? Boxer briefs. Well, I, I, boxers for me. Yeah. Most spontaneous thing you've done this year? In 2021 or like in the last, like. In the last year? 365 days. At, um, when he got his car, he got his Range Rover. I was like, yo, we, we, we just got to do it. Something special. And so like, I literally woke up on a Wednesday. I'm like, yo, I'm going to get a Range Rover tomorrow. <laughs> like I literally woke up. My wife was like, where you going? I'm like, um, I'm just going to the dealership real quick. I called her back, like, yo, come outside. She's like, what is this doing here? I'm like, I'm <laughs> why like, didn't you discuss this with me? It's our new car. <laughs> like, I hate the color. What the fuck? <laughs> responsibly, though. Responsibly. <laughs> we, we, got a, we got a mansion in LA for, for the month of July. Just went out there for the month of July and just vibe. Oh, damn. You didn't, you didn't, you didn't hit me up. Nothing. No, nah, I, did, I did let you know. It's just... No, I don't think you did. Uh, I guess the date wasn't that good, yeah, huh? I, 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 <laughs> the left hand? <laughs> <laughs> I can sock you in the throat. <laughs> Sorry, <of> God. <laughs> anyway, Wait, was that what those sound effects? Sound effects. Yo, put yeah, man, with May on the check-in. That is fire. <laughs> um, <laughs> bad habits. Bad habit is uh, I'm a candy guy. I eat a lot of candy. It's a terrible habit. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's bad. It's really bad. Skittles and, and Kit Kats, if anybody wants to send them over our way. Ooh, I love Kit Kats. Yeah. Have you had the green tea one? A green tea Kit Kat? Yeah, it's bomb. The green tea it's one's all right. The, um, the the ho- you know when they do the Halloween one with the when the orange chocolate? Those are fire, too. Or the white chocolate Kit Kats is fire, too. White chocolate, that's that's the one. This Those is some, like, I feel like Kit Kats are some old-ass candy. Like, nobody eats Kit Kats anymore. Apparently, they do. Me and Troy eat Kit Kats. That's you fact. Agree? It's the bomb. Um, porn category. You said porn category? Your favorite porn category, your go-to. Go. Okay. Um, I would say the, 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 the threesomes is always classy. <laughs> Are they? Classy threesomes. Huh? Huh. Yeah, he types in classy threesomes. Classy. <laughs> um, my category, I always put uh, uh, black booty. Black booty. Black yeah. booty. And I something always great is going to come up automatically. The main, the main, I just wanna, I just wanna, I'm just going to just put this out here because honestly, this brand should just be paying me now, but I just feel like I have to share it with every guest that we ask this question with. Tastyblacks.com. No, you know what? I took your <laughs> advice and I went to Tasty Blacks and I, I felt like it's a little bootleg. Like there's a lot of pop-ups. It is, but it's there's a lot of spam. Look, you get, you, I, you, I'm, I just, it's all I could get. It's all I could get where I could find all black porn. Okay. All, okay. all, it's all black. It's all black. It's a yeah, terrible so- Horrible. Yeah, so black. when you put black booty in, that's what it's going to be black and it's going to be booty. So you it's automatically be only black booties. You won't see a white you even, booty. You can in change there. your category now. Change. Thank you. I, I <laughs> you don't even. Black. You don't even have to. Yeah, you don't even have to type black. Just booty. Yeah. Mm. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> the, maid, the, the maid category is not bad either. 
They, they, that's classy, but they don't put production in like that no more. The, the, yeah, it's classy. It's, it's tasteful. It's, tastefully done. Yeah, it's, not, it's like pick me up in it, like Bang Bros. They pick you up in a truck. They pick you up in a van. You're like, yo, what? <laughs> 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 Why she got to get in the back of the van? Yeah, like, damn. That's from the park. The most ridiculous thing. Okay, note to self, Rashad likes classy porn only. <laughs> Specifically made. See, look, look, he's a classy guy. I'm gonna okay. send I'm gonna send you some options. I'm gonna send you some inspiration. Um so uh okay, so happily ever after. Um happily ever after. Mm-hmm. Movie. Mm. Uh that was my wedding song by Case. Oh, okay. It's very okay. romantic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Black women. You said what? What women? Black women. Uh, beautiful. The, they're everything. Absolutely loved and they're a necessity. They are the salt of the earth, man. We can't live without them. <laughs> I love my black women. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. Shout out to Nate with the effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the house. <laughs> love black women. Love black women. Champion our black women for real. Um, women in finance. Dope, essential, essential. That's sexy right there, right? They know they know about money. They got the wit. They got they know how to hustle. They don't got you don't have to worry about where the money's going or what they're doing with it. Sexy. Okay, well, speaking of sexy, turn on, turn ons, or turn on. Um, one word or just in general, <laughs> like wow. whatever in general, one word, whatever you got. First thing. Um, confidence. Boy shorts. Like the boy short underwear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, you got yeah. declared. I was crazy. Boy shorts, like you got to make Yeah, like the underwear. Yeah. Like, not, like, not you, like you want you want them to commit. It's either like just, you know. You got that booty cleavage at the bottom. Mm, I sure do. Shall do. <clears throat> I just made that up. Booty cleavage. Do you like that? I just I just thought of it right now. Booty Point that. Point it. Point it. Love, Celebrity. Love sorry. Celebrity crush. I definitely like I, I I like her music, which made me like her as a person. Snow Allegra definitely, so I like her a lot. I love Snow too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really have too many celebrity. Cars. I mean, I used to love. Good answer. Yeah, <laughs> I really used to love. I, I loved Jennifer Lopez at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren Hill, I loved. Um, not too too many people anymore though. Best advice you've ever gotten. Um. The best advice I ever got, uh, patiently persevere, patiently persevere through everything. Like, you know, just keep your calm, keep your cool and, um, you know, keep just stay even killed. That's something that's extremely important in business. Like, you know, it's ups and downs in this game. One minute you up, one minute you down. And it's, a, it's an emotional, it's an emotional, it's an emotional roller coaster if you don't have control of your emotions. So, um, just try to stay evenly kill in life. And definitely in business. Um, if not, probably would have been going crazy by now. Best advice. Um, my dad, my mom used to preach this, man. Nobody's more important than your family. So family always comes first. And um, we kind of live by that. Even with earning leisure, like everybody that's with us is family. Um, like obviously me and Shadi, 25 years of brotherhood. Um, our best friend, Mike, his brothers work with us. His sister works with us. So family first and nobody's more important than that. Dope, dope. Yeah, what y'all doing is, is, is extremely courageous. Like you said, you, you're, you're sharing like stories, but on the other end, somebody else is, is experiencing the same exact thing and you have the platform to share it and give them comfort in knowing that they're not alone in it. So like, kudos to y'all, man. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for coming on. I'm so glad that you Wait, we so made this happen. I was, oh, you want to keep going? We can keep going. <laughs> now, we've been on a lot of podcasts. This one's I, probably been the, the most enjoyable. Yeah, I already you. told you, Rashad, I'm about to call you after this. I'm <laughs> stepping up for the academy. Rashad is my financial advisor. Right. And right. yeah, I'm single. Hello. Hi. I want to know how important, like, I feel like for me, because I'm not, I know I'm not that financially responsible or educated yet. Like, I want a man who's going to be very well versed in that, in that space. And I'm not ashamed to say it. Teach me. But like, I feel like for a man who's very much in your space and you're very much in your finances and I'm sure you're planning and you have a 401k and you got all your shit together over there financially, 
how important is it for you to date someone equally yoked in financial literacy? Nah, that's not important. I don't, I don't really be on it like that. I'm not on it like that. Why are you lying? You know, <laughs> your friend is over here lo- looking at you like, nigga, that is not what you said. Really, nigga? <laughs> you know she, she's a manager at the mall. I'm not marrying her. Like, I, like in a serious relationship, how nah, important nah, I'm, I'm, I'm being that serious, though. I'm being that serious. Like, I'm not, I'm not on it like that at all. At all. I don't really... I look at it like, you know what I'm saying? God, I don't really... I mean, yeah, I, I don't really look at like, oh, she got to have this. She got to make this amount of money. Da, 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 da. Like, that's really not even on my radar, honestly. That's not even a criteria for me at all. She got to have goals. That's, kind of, that's probably because he got it all together. He don't got The bitch don't got to know shit. He got it. He, <laughs> give me the money, bitch. I'll figure it out. Okay, well, I, I got goals. I got things. I got business. I'm just saying. Hello. Nah, I'm saying, like, you can have goals. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's not like a prerequisite. Like, I'm not like one of those people where it's like, Yo, if you don't got an 800 credit score. Right, 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 right. right, right. No checklist. No, 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 no. Like, listen, I'm going to ask you a question. Answer A, B, or C. Can I just tell you how, let me just tell you now, right now, this very moment. Do you know how many women are about to be in his DMs from listening to this? They're about to be like, so I don't have good credit. <laughs> I don't have good credit. <laughs> I heard you said about not having a checklist. But I do have these naked nudes. <laughs> I, I'd rather, I, it's more important for me to have fun, like, with somebody, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, vibe with somebody, have fun. Like, like you said, I mean, that's partially what you said was true. Like, you know, I look at, like, if I'm financially stable, you know, I, yeah, I don't really, you know, I'm not like relying on somebody else. So, yeah, it's like, you know what I'm saying? We could be good. Just, we just have fun. So you don't have, so you don't subscribe. Cause I know because now like we're in a space now where obviously, you know, women are feeling more empowered. And because of that, I find that a lot of men and women are, you know, working more and are, bre- are the breadwinners a lot, a lot in, in, in their homes more often. And I think a lot of men because of that, I don't know, maybe you don't subscribe to this. It seems as, as though you don't, but um, are like, well, then you pay half. Well, then you pay for that. Oh, nah, like, nah, if, nah, you're, nah. if you're a feminist, then be the be, the, be that I mean, feminist. No, nah, I mean, you know, you know? everybody's different strokes for different folks. I can't knock anybody, but. So you're more me, traditional in the sense of like, you're okay being the man that takes care of the shit as long as the woman is, I don't know, taking care of you. Nah, <laughs> Any woman that I'm around, like they don't got, they not doing none of that. They're not paying for bills and like, like they're not going. Like we're not going to split dinner. Like yeah, we're, not gonna do that. we're from a different generation. Yeah. Thank God, Jesus. Crystal <laughs> <laughs> niggas, take a note. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't financially lit. That's the problem. <laughs> but you know, shout to I can't knock it. Whatever you know, what I'm saying whatever makes everybody happy. It's it's just not. It's not my. It's not my thing. Nah, you telling the truth, y'all. I'm be honest. He's not just capping. He, he really telling the truth. I've been around. I'm his, I'm his wingman most of the time if he needs me. So <laughs> What a I, good guy I, you are, Troy. I'm, I'm vouching for him. That's a fact. I'm vouching for it. <laughs> nah, for sure. I appreciate that. So first and foremost, thank you for having us. Greatly appreciate it. Um, and yeah, I, I, you know, it starts with education. It starts with education. So I would say, you know, there's plenty of podcasts. If you want to check our platform out, you know, I think it's a great resource. Um, you know, books, Instagram, things of that nature. And um, just take a little, a lot, a lot of times it could be like overwhelming, but just take like a half an hour a day and just try to educate yourself on something. Just pick a topic. Like I, this month, I'm just going to learn about stocks. I'm not even going to focus on nothing else. I'm just going to learn about stocks from the beginning level to, you know, wherever it, it takes me at the end of the month. And then, you know, focus on real estate, things of that nature. But never feel like you can't do something. Um, it's It all starts with a baby step. So I would say everything just starts with education. Properly educate yourself. Um, of course, learn to, learn to save, learn to, you know, um, budget is extremely important. Don't live beyond your means, you know, things that we all know, but you know, we just, a lot of times never really follow, but, um, investing is extremely, extremely important. And, um, the, the hardest part is to start. So once you start and it actually becomes very addicting, like, you know, once you see some success and then it's like, oh, all right, this is like, it's like anything else. Like once you realize it's not like that hard that um, you just want to just put more money in it because not, nothing's better than just making money from not doing nothing at all. So um, learn to make your money work for you. And that all starts with education. So that would be my advice. That would be my tidbit. And like I said, where to get information. Um, I think our platform is a great resource. Earn Your Leisure is a YouTube um, channel. We put out videos every day. We have a stock show called Market Monday. Shout out to Ian's our partner on that. And we have our podcast called Earn Your Leisure. And that comes out once a week. And touches on every single topic that you can think of when it comes to business and finance. And there's other pages. Um, CNBC is a great resource to learn about investing in business and stocks. Um, and, uh, you know, other stuff, just, you know, YouTube, Google, things of that nature. So 
invest in yourself, invest in your education, take the time to learn. Um, I think it's extremely important. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a lot. Uh, I, I, was, <laughs> I, would, I would just add to it, man, that uh, a while, I heard, it was like a wise quote that I heard. It was like, yo, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so you need to approach everything like that, right? So like whether it's you're going to self-educate yourself, attack it, right? When you're going to have an interview, attack it. Have that same approach and you'll, you'll see the rewards of that um, because, again, nothing happens before it's time. But if you attack everything with that approach, the rewards will be plentiful because you know that you've given your best effort. You've known that you've given due diligence to whatever you're trying to learn or whatever you're trying to accomplish. And so it's just a matter of time before it, it pays off for you. Dope. Thank you. I want to just tell you guys, honestly and truly, I know you don't know me or you don't know me that well. I'm your friend now, um, but I'm so proud of you. I'm really so proud of you, black men, for like taking the, you know, doing this, taking initiative to like lead our community and lead us all. And I'm really proud of your success and the fact that you have your face on an 18 wheeler. I just am so proud of you. I think same, same. so amazing. And I just want to commend you publicly here in this space that like that's the bomb.com and you're doing amazing things nah thank you um once again extremely humbled um you know anytime we get any words of encouragement we don't take it lightly um so thank you for the acknowledgement and once again congratulations to you guys be sure to tune in all march long because we're gonna have all type of financial literacy yes we have but the budget needs to at the end of the month which i'm really excited to chat with her we will catch you guys next week make sure you remember that affirmation we said at the top of the episode because we ain't having no more anxiety about finances this month okay y'all check us out on patreon at patreon.com backslash Good Moms, Bad Choices for extra special secret drops. And you can watch this episode on Patreon so you can see these two handsome black men talking finances on our Patreon. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, have you joined Patreon where we offer even more juicy content? Yes, y'all. We have secret episodes, secret segments, and some very personal blog posts that we don't share on the interwebs. So make sure you go check out our Patreon. That's patreon.com backslash goodmomsbadchoices. Here's a little sneak peek. And then lastly, I want Mila to take a vibrator. Um, and in my instance, you guys know what my class, I'm going to suggest you to use a clitoral stimulator because clitoral stimulators have a hole for you to put it on top of your clit and it's going to massage the nut out of that clit. Yes. It's going to massage it out. It's really going to milk. It's going to milk your pussy, like literally milk your clit. So I love clitoral stimulators for this reason. Wow. reason.